0: Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic it's bread and butter with one another let's start up that recording light
1: welcome to bread and butter everybody the hearthstone podcast where we serve you up the basics the average hearthstone player needs to improve their game. Uh this week it's episode 16 and once again we have the lovely Dragon Rider as our guest. Dragon
0: Rider, how are you doing today? Hello. I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm excited to be back and talk about some more Hearthstone stuff. It's it's exciting.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. Tito, how have you been doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic, talk It's good to have you back on the show. I'm wondering if we need to um Change up the motto there to start because I think you stumble on it every time. I mean, I don't, something. I don't
1: read Different it. I just the words <laughs> like I know it's there. I don't read it. I just say it. Wait,
0: that's why it's in the news. I know. <laughs> you know what? I will say okay for the, the TCCG roundtable. Okay, another podcast that I do that I created. I came up with the name. I did all that. There was still an episode. I said TGG. <laughs> Instead of TCC. <laughs> and it was like, hmm. And I didn't even realize it until I went back to edit. And I was like, oh, how did I mess up my, like, my own named <laughs> podcast? I don't know. But you know what? It happens. Sometimes we, like, just stumble over things. Or our brains fill in something. And then our tongue just, like, follows suit. Yeah.
2: Well, that's why you, you need to have this, the tagline something like TCC. Pg. Yeah, you know me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would mess that up so bad. <laughs> don't don't make more that? things rhyme. I'll i mess it up worse. So, <laughs> oh, dragon rider.
2: What have you been doing inside and outside of the game of
0: Hearthstone? Oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, outside of Hearthstone, can I can I claim all of the content that I've been doing? It's still kind of Hearthstone, <laughs> but. <laughs>
2: absolutely
0: yeah all'
2: that's inside yeah, and outside. there you go so both no yeah both.
0: uh so yeah all sorts of uh content you know the couple of podcasts that i do every week uh we have recently uh for amber flight gaming uh have announced that amber flight gaming has expanded into uh Pokemon vgc which has been really exciting so we've added some new members uh so i've been trying to also like start learning more about vgc because as as like the leader of the the team and the CEO, like I want to try to you know know what's going on with the games that uh, everyone on the team's playing. So I'm been trying to watch that and follow that. I understand like nothing uh, unless they're like Gen One Pokemon, and I'm like I know that one, <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, the, everything else, I'm like I don't know what's happening, but it's exciting. Uh, So that's kind of what's been uh, going on with me outside of the game. Uh, Inside of Hearthstone, I've been just kind of trying to focus a little bit on improving my gameplay even farther to push more towards like 11 star uh, more consistently and continue my journey for uh, not only Journey to 11. Yes, Tito, do that. um, But also uh, my climb towards 20,000... Uh, ranked wins. So it's been exciting. Oh, I haven't missed it. Nope, yet? not, not <laughs> yet.
2: I have this habit. I, I go into uh, Don's uh, stream just about every, every day. day. And I usually have it up because I'm working at the same time, but I always ask him, like, oh, did I, did I miss 20K? <laughs> did I, did yeah. I miss it? And it's probably not going to happen until like April or, Mar- or May or something. Yeah. Like. So it's been, a, it's been an ongoing gag. It <laughs> is. Yeah.
0: I love it.
1: So oh, how about yourself? Doc? Um, so inside of Hearthstone, I've been playing a lot of Battlegrounds. I've been playing Dude Paladin and some Holy DK uh, outside of Hearthstone, which I feel like has happened a lot more than inside of Hearthstone the last couple of weeks since everyone last heard from me. But I've been playing a lot of Discard Apocalypse in Marvel Snap. Been playing a lot of Devil Dinosaur as well. Um, Destiny 2 just had a new expansion come out. And I've been loving that, but I'm stuck on one of the campaign missions. And then I've been doing a lot of fishing in World of Warcraft because my friends and I really want to get the otter. And the coolest thing is I adopted a cat.
2: Oh, kitty. And his name. Where is it uh, He's under the bed. Oh.
1: His, his name is Brother. He's around 10 years old. Oh, and he is so cute. He's already used to when we wake up in the morning and we've had him for like two weeks. So when we wake up at 6 a.m., he is meowing for food immediately as he starts hearing our alarms go off. <laughs> and he's just the sweetest little guy. He's just the sweetest guy. He had, uh, a, unfortunately, a pretty rough uh, and enclosed early life. Uh, his first house was a hoarding situation. And so he spent the first several years of his life and like like a four by four area. But he's been he's been loving our apartment. He is not afraid of people. Um he's just more afraid of the environment with like the noises he doesn't like recognize yet. But he's been playing, he's been cuddling, he's like chilling with us on the couch now. He hasn't sat in our laps yet or like gotten on the bed to like cuddle when we go to bed. But uh he's making a lot of good progress and that's all you can really ask when you adopt a cat. So
2: Oh, absolutely! Doc will get me a picture, and we will put it up on the Twitter.
0: Yeah, and wait till you get like down the line, and then the cat's like walking, like you know, rubbing against the microphone, uh-huh. tail in your face, and you're like, okay, okay, like remember when <laughs> we got you? and You were you were still well, scared. That's the
2: quickest way to get ridiculous.
1: Happen. <laughs> yeah, bring a cat. Is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> bring a cat. I love it.
1: So, what? Yes. Uh, but also. Oh, uh, what about yourself, Tito? What have you been doing in and out of Hearthstone?
2: Well, well, well before we get to me, uh, we also have to talk. Um, the last episode was a little bit. You were you were actually become the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you want, you want to
2: talk about that? journey? Yeah.
1: So uh, I guess this will be my dessert now. But big shout outs to Ridiculous Hat for helping me over the course of a few days. Um, initially, it was me asking him a couple questions because there was just a lot of issues with the last episode. And with my old editing process, it was next to impossible to fix it. So then, um, hat walked me through how to use audition. And then ultimately he was like, Hey, send me the files. Let me see what I need to do to get them to work. So I did that. And then he told me what to do. And then once that happened, it was maybe just like two hours of editing slash listening to it to make sure it was okay. I feel like there was a couple, like little blips where I forgot to like quiet something out, but uh, it's definitely going to streamline the process here in the future. So big shout outs to ridiculous hat for helping me figure that out. And sorry to Tito, uh, just a guy and Vanda oh, no. Keith for how long that took.
2: No, I only bring it up in, in cause, cause like I had declared it dead uh, because it sounded like it was never, it was never going to see the light of day. And I appreciate the work that you put into it to, to get there and also to improve the process. So this wasn't me calling out Doc to pick on him. This is me because he put a lot of work in to make it happen. And I know we still need to work on, like, our audio quality and stuff like that. So anyone that's listening, we appreciate that you're sticking with us as we go through this process. We're, I think we're doing all right. We're 15 episodes in. We're still here. I think we've jumped the hump where podcasts usually die. I think we're in the top, like, 20% of podcasts because we're we're still living. And, you know, we, we've eclipsed the weekly white. We're, we're going.
1: Yeah, we sure did. Anyway. We sure did eclipse the weekly wipe.
0: Is this, what is uh, the weekly wipe? Is oh, that like a rain wipe? Is? I don't oh. know. I just so think like please, wow, rain wipe.
1: <laughs> so, anyone listening to this, please, for all the respect you have for your boy Doc McButt, do not look up the weekly wipe. It was uh, my first go at podcasting, and it was by myself when I was couch surfing. Um, recorded in a room where the AC never stopped. So the AC was in the background. Um, but it was about Hearthstone. It was about smite. It was about the, basically it was about the games that I cared about. Um, and I'll, I'll finish the name, the Isle, which is a dinosaur game and it's fantastic. And I recommend it to anyone who loves dinosaurs. Um, but yeah, that lasted two episodes. (laughs) Uh, and it's definitely yes. not listenable on Spotify. So please don't look for it because it is atrocious. It is, is awful. Uh,
2: and and I guarantee you guys that when we when we launch a Patreon, or launch a <laughs> Patreon
1: podcast, okay. they could be. Let's go.
0: Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> they Sign me up. <laughs> I need to hear this.
2: <laughs> me too.
1: You really but anyway, don't. But if want to, me- you want to, you can't. Okay, Tito, what have you been doing in and out of Hearthstone?
2: Well, in Hearthstone, um, so last month I I made Legend, and um, I really, like, In, I, I mentioned last week, we're starting this Journey to 11, where uh, myself, uh, Don here, a few other streamers, we're going to do this progress report kind of project where we're looking at our play, and um, we're going to try to get to 11 stars as a general kind of goal. The concept is um, just self-improvement and also make content about it and and figure out different things that can help. Because in the end, we want to create kind of a a YouTube piece that um, helps people that get to a higher legend. Because the goals, you always hear, like, how do I get to legend? How do I get to legend? How do I get to legend? That's only the start of the journey. And if you want to become a player, if you want to get on Hearthstone and you want to play... You know the ridiculous hats and the the wicked goods and the um, you know bunny hoppers and whoever else that play at that level. You want to get your game higher enough so you can get up there and and that's kind of a I think a missing piece of um, climbing because no one really kind of talks about that and the concept of the journey to eleven is to kind of go over that and hopefully make a guide of, uh, not a helpful guide. I don't think everyone's going to make it there. But it's like, hey, what did you try, what you didn't try? How do you make it fit into your world? Because not everyone can just grind games all day, every day. So it's kind of like what we're we're working on that, and I'm very excited about that. Um, But I played a lot more Legend games last month than I ever have. I think I got like 200 plus Legend games in. And um, I hit Legend today. (coughs) And I'm planning on doing the same thing. And I'm like, right now I came in, I think I'm right around 1400, and I want to play a lot, so I at least try to maintain that. And if I drop down to 8K or 9K, it's not a big deal. I'm 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 trying to learn. I want to get over that anxiety, and this is our control month, so we're not trying to change anything this month, particularly. It's like, hey, let's get some metrics to start with, and then we can kind of take April and on and say, okay, what are things we can do to try to improve? So, um, that's what I've been doing mostly in Hearthstone. I've been playing. I pl- I got to um Legend last month with FrostDK. DK, um the force DK. I played Legend with, um, Evil Half Shaman. That's pretty much all I played. This month I got there with, um, the Undead Shadow Priest, and right now I've been kind of testing out, I I tested out, um, uh, Blister Guys, Quest Druid, I've been trying, um, the Tomberry Blues list for Shadow Priest. Trying to find the deck to play with, but we'll get there. Um, outside of Wild, just, um, work, life, same thing. But, um, Doc, what do you think about, um, podcast? Do people
1: do uh, yeah, so we've, I mean, we're still early, but we've been around for a little bit. So any, just like every other podcast, we're going to ask, but, uh, if you could please leave us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing as a show that will help us out a lot because it helps us, it helps with the discoverability of the show. So currently we have one. And it was a great one. And I'm sure whenever we get another one, it's going to be great, too. And we'll read it on the show. Uh, but please, if you like the show and you want to let us know how we're doing, whether it's good or bad. Leave us that review and we'll read it on the show.
2: And if it's bad, then Doc will have a trouble editing it. And we'll it. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So anyway, normally <coughs> after we do our, our intro talk, we. Usually interview our guests, but since Dawn is our monthly guest, we don't want to interview her again. You already know all about her. She's fantastic. But um, today we're going to talk about the current state of the meta because it's it's pretty interesting where we are in this meta currently. And um, we were talking about it before the show, and right now there are um, seven Tier 1 decks. And I think we said there were, what, 18 Tier 2 decks? So... Um, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about the current state of things and what we like, what we don't like, and uh, you know, just generally. Okay. About so, as we as we're looking at this, let's take a look at this tier one list, and we have it in the show notes here. Um, I'm surprised implox up there. I don't. I mean, I've seen a little bit of implox, but not a ton. I've seen plenty. of what Silverhand Paladin? What is that? Is
1: that, that just that's like just old old dude Paladin.
2: Because I've seen a little bit of that, but it also just feels like the same old list with the um. Uh, Countess.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's any different. That's what, if it's the same deck I've been playing, which, I mean, it's called it the same thing. But, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's the same. I don't think there's been, uh, I don't think there's a new card in there from the mini set.
2: Not even the Pure I've seen Pure reader, uh Paladin too. Oh, that's a Pure Paladin just down there. Great.
1: <laughs> how has how, that deck been feeling? Um, it feels pretty good. I will say one of my most a- agonizing matches was against a uh, curse in Um, but it was just, it was just rough. They uh, were able to brand into the three, four that puts a curse into your hand. So by like turn by like turn eight, I had, I already had like four curses, five curses. And, uh, This 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 paladin deck does a lot of self damage, so I was at a very low life total very quickly. I mean, they were too; they healed a little bit, but I had a couple swing turns to get him back down within like lethal range, but it wasn't enough. But it's been I mean, it's been good. Granted, I haven't played a lot like I'm only in mid silver right now, but um, I definitely like how it feels to play more than uh, unholy DK because that's the other deck I've been playing.
2: I would definitely, if you're playing that list, I wouldn't I wouldn't play if you're having troubles with health. Don't play the 6-6 six, six that your next minion costs life. Because that's yeah. fate. And that, that 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 usually is just a bad play if like you're <laughs> ancient towards death. Yeah, I think
1: I've I think I've only ever actually played that card like one time.
2: Um what card did I play? Um I played against that deck today, and they they got their invitations. And one of their invitations was, uh, I think it was a Mage Legendary that V gave them the spells that they played that turn or something mm. like that. Like, I've never seen that card actually played until today, but it works pretty well in dude um, Paladin. I still won that matchup, but it was scary for a little while. Um... How about you, Don? You you've been playing any of the ones on this list here
0: or uh so actually I w- I wanted to to mention that here and I think it kind of ties with your topic about talking to the journey to eleven. Uh this is something where I have the HS uh replay premium, uh, so I can filter and at Legend the decks look much different than what we're talking about here. Ooh. Um, so I, I do just want to like preface that, that like legend decks versus maybe, you know, gold or silver and kind of the meta decks, uh, or maybe if you go and watch, you know, higher level streamers, the decks that you're seeing might be different than what you play against. Um, and, and I think that's just something important to kind of keep in mind where you might go and watch a streamer and listen to somebody and they'll say, play this deck. It's the best. And then you might go and you're like wow this stack just dies to everything that I'm facing against uh so that's that's an important thing um i have not been seeing any uh like dude paladins anything like that but definitely uh the like classy paladin that's running countess um absolutely have seen some of that uh i haven't really been seeing much warlock myself uh for me at least you know, lately it's, it's still felt like quite a bit of death (laughs) nights, still a lot of like frost death nights and blood death nights for, for what I've been facing against. Um, but also it's kind of early in the season and sometimes people just want to, you know, they'll have 10 or 11 stars that I'm facing, you know, and we'll get to D5 and to legend. They just kind of play whatever. So this early in the season, I'm not, Putting too much stock into uh, everything that I've seen so far.
2: Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, when When you see uh, uh, when you see Midi play, he's playing a deck, and he's going to tweet out that this is the deck to play. It's big. Um, same thing with John Ray. Same thing with everybody that posts those decks. They are playing in a meta that is maybe like five classes, five decks, something like that, because all the high legend players are playing like these very limited things, and they're not. You're not seeing a wide range of decks fun story kind of on that so i had my coin concede coaching this week or last sunday and i had um it was wicked good and it was three days before the pack and i had been climbing with shaman i feel like i knew shaman pretty well and i said i don't want to play that i want to play shadow priest because i feel like that's the deck that's going to be worth climbing to when i'm climbing with once the meta shift shifted i didn't want to keep I didn't I, I wanted to be ready for that, so let's do a coaching now because it was still an okay deck, it was gonna get better. It seemed logical to me. First game we play, we queue up in the Adelaide. Amazing. And she's playing She's playing a control pirate quest warrior. And we lost that game when she double boated us, and at the very end, both boats gave her Gorhal,
0: And she got a Wow. Score. That happened to me on stream today too. I played against somebody that was doing that, and they got Gorhal twice in a row. It was like, wow.
2: But well, likely you're not going to see that no. at the high level. No. <laughs> yeah, she um she got us good. So out of these decks, like, so just general, like, look at these. Are there any decks um, you've been enjoying playing Dawn, or any decks you've been really kind of struggling against, or
0: um? Tilting, til- any of these tiltings? I mean, I have I've been playing the Curse in Block for, you know, three, four months now. Like I've absolutely loved that deck. Uh personally, the Imp Warlock, um, pretty similar. And the Undead Priest, like aggro, shadow priest, you know, kind of whichever way you, you say it. Um, that is also a pretty fun deck as well. There's a couple of like slight different versions I've seen, but they all seem to do decently well. Um, I don't typically play a lot of big spell mage. I have tried it, um, but I typically like to play more of like the aggressive, like low curve type of decks. Um, I have not been impressed with uh frost death knights because I hate playing against it because it always <laughs> feels like they just <laughs> kill me. Uh, I'm like they always have damage from hands and I hate it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, and they they always discover the last bit of damage that they need to kill me, and I'm just like, mm, stop mm-hmm. doing that, stop it, no, like, uh, so
2: it's a fun deck to play, but it's frustrating to play.
0: Yeah, um, so that's that's kind of been uh <laughs> where I'm at with these decks.
2: I w- I was a little surprised that they didn't nerf uh, Frostworm's Fury. Uh, when they did the last round of nerfs, Not that it's the most egregious card, but it's one of those fields cards that, like, when you get to turn seven, they usually have three of them, and then it's freeze, 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 dead. And uh, normally, I, I kind of thought that that was one they might tweak just a little bit. That's not the one that tilts me, though. Lud is the one that tilts me. Because, um, again, I was playing the aggro decks and all that, but just... and And I know these cards are fair, and I I I'm not saying they need to be nerfed. but I get blood boiled, and I just go, oh, "Is," and then they play the gnome muncher, and I'm like, "Come on!" Uh,
1: blood boiled. <laughs> Is that the board that wipe card. that heals them too? Yeah, yes. I hate that card with a passion because, like, I like playing mid range and aggro, so it's just like, okay, well, that single card, just like, just removed everything I did this game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that one's. I don't like that one at all.
2: And again, it's fair. It's a good card, um, and also then like when when they do like the, um, the the card that gives them ten health, that card I think is costed fine, but I think it needs to cost more corpse. I think that three is too little. I think it needs to cost. I think in order to get the extra benefit, um, if if you're going to get that effect, I think it's too corpse cheap, honestly. But when they get up to like when they get up to like fifty, sixty health, and then you still get them down. And then they do something else that heals them. Mm-hmm. They play their Reno, or whatever it's like that. You're like, come on. Well, some men just want to see the world. So, War. like
1: theoretically, uh, come rotation, they could do another balance patch in there to balance stuff out for the next expansion coming in to give those cards a chance. So, I mean, it could happen. They could still change Frostworm's Fury and do a couple minor adjustments there to just kind of. Let the new cards, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be like an aggressive expansion or what yet, but there's still a chance because I feel like I feel like they've done balance changes like with rotation a couple times.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to change all that much. because Nothing's egregious. And if you look at again, seven. Yeah, to it's, one very, decks, it's very it's very fair. Decks. I mean, it actually makes me so. It's, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking that I want to build a deck. But I don't want to mess around, but because I don't want I want to win and building a deck usually means losing. But looking at how spread out things are, maybe maybe this is actually time to possibly experiment a little bit because it seems like you can win with just about everything. Yeah. Also, I had a Chad Warlock that um, they they got the slime down, I think on turn three, and then they they do the spell that um, this that Triggers a death rattle and then
0: shallow grave. They got
2: two ch- Yeah. Yeah. Shallow grave. They got two chads on turn four or five.
0: And I was like, um, Yep. I I 100%. did that like the day of the patch. And I was like, Who's the shaman now? That's right. Like, shaman get nerfed. And now I'm going <laughs> to do this as a warlock. It felt good for that like one I, or two games that I did it.
2: Two things on that. One, I don't know if they fixed this yet, but. Um, the blazing transforma- transformation, and um, that card probably should have went to two mana. But for a while after the patch, if you used it on the null, it was still evolving into um, ten mana minions. So even though it was supposed to no longer do that, um, it was still doing that. But secondly, the one thing I didn't realize about that until I, I, I had this happen against me more than once, where they evolved into a ten a ten mana thing like a giant. And then they evolved it again. And if you evolve something for ten mana now, it becomes a null, because a null is now eleven mana. So you aren't you aren't cycling through these ten mana cards anymore. You go from, and mana a 10, a giant a giant to a null, Deathwing, wing null. You get null, and it is fantastic. And and I've I've had two shame concedes happen when they just they did that saw the null, hovered over it for a minute, concede. <laughs> Yeah. And that feels really good.
0: Probably not for them that did it. They were like, ooh, ouch. <laughs> but
2: yeah, but it was, it was definitely feel good for me. Um, Hey, well, I think I'm getting a little hungry. What do you think? Time for, time for some dinner?
1: Yeah, I think so, Tito.
2: So, Dawn, this week's topic, archetypes. What tell, this is this is a highly controversial <laughs> topic. We yes. were in the Coin Can see Discord the other day, and and the topic of what is what is undead um priest came up. And is it a mid range? Is it a aggro? Is it a <laughs> combo? Is it what? It's the, the naming of it is supposed to be for shorthand, just to kind of give you things but it becomes such a debate on what things are so take it away let's learn about archetypes
0: yeah absolutely so i i wanted to cover this partly because it is kind of that controversial like different people have different kind of definitions or different decks that fit into different definitions of archetypes uh and it can be a little confusing especially if you're trying to learn if you're trying to improve Maybe if you're watching streamers or listening to podcasts, and you hear one person say, this deck is an aggro deck. And then you go and somebody else is like, this is a combo deck. And you're like, well, what does that even mean? And which one is it? You know, so uh wanted to talk about these. So there's, I want to say, four, maybe you can argue five um, major archetype, at least like names that you'll hear, which is aggro, range, control, combo, and then OTK, Um, OTK and combo can sometimes, like people sometimes use those interchangeably, but again, some of these, they might kind of overlap. Uh, If you think about it, I would say, honestly, these categories um, are a bit more like Venn diagrams. So if you're unfamiliar with a Venn diagram, right? You have one circle here, like maybe this circle is aggro and then this circle is mid-range, but they kind of have a little bit of overlap. And uh, in that, yeah, there you go for, for <laughs> anyone uh, watching on the video version, uh, Tito just drew it there. Um, so I, I kind of feel like there is that crossover and that's often where you get maybe one person calling something aggro, one person calling a deck mid-range, uh, but I kind of wanted to go over what, at least in general, these things kind of mean, so that if you're trying to improve and you're trying to listen or you read an article about something, you can kind of get an understanding of at least what uh, you know they're talking about. So aggro is typically a more—it's kind of shorthand for aggressive. They're usually more low curve type decks. So Most of the cards in the deck are very cheap to play. They're going to cost one through four mana, typically. Once again, you know, once you start adding more like five, six, maybe an eight cost card, then people will start arguing, say, well, now it's mid range, not aggro. But often it's that low curve. They're very aggressive. They want to just push a lot of face damage is typically what what they do. Uh, They want to just beat you down very, very quickly. Mid range decks are typically more just play something every turn. They're they can be a little bit aggressive, but often it's just more about getting to do something every turn as much as you can. Uh control decks usually have a focus on just controlling the opponent's board. So either single target removal, you know, big board AoE, uh, which would be like brawl or Some other effect like Blood Boil that we were just talking about, right? That affects multiple things on the board. And then kind of tries to close out the game in some other way later, much later in the game. You know, turn eight, nine, ten or farther down the road. Uh, Combo decks typically have some sort of combination of cards that they want to use to pull off some big fancy play. Uh, I would say even the warlock deck currently that you mentioned, Tito, like the the Chadlock, the big warlock, as some people are calling it, that has the slime. And then you do maybe shallow grave or you try to pull out some other things from your deck, try to revive things uh, that could be considered something like a combo deck. Um, and then. Renda calls it horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, then nobody knows what, uh, what deck <laughs> is being talked about. Uh, and then the last, I would say, is OTK, which, if you're not familiar, stands for One Turn Kill. Uh, so those decks potentially could be pulling off a combo or they could be um, just trying to do something that doesn't even necessarily deal damage, uh, but it ends the turn. Um, Kind of quickly, right? Uh, So it could be a buildup of turns, but it's ending in like one big massive turn. I would say even the horsemen kind of could qualify for that, right? You get all the horsemen and then that goes off. C'Thun was kind of a combo OTK style. Uh, Sometimes it's about amassing a bunch of spells in your hand that deal damage. And then you just send all of those spells at your opponent's face all in one turn or massive damage. Uh, There was some uh, Demon Hunter decks that kind of did that, right? That sent a a bunch of damage or built up like a huge, you played a bunch of fell spells and then played Jace for a big, huge swing with your weapon and then you hit them in the face and ended the game. Uh, So that's kind of just like the general, um, again, these categories, these archetypes are kind of that Venn diagram. So some of them do kind of overlap and depending on what cards you you may see in a deck, you could kind of argue, like I mentioned, if it's an aggro deck, but you have something that costs five, something that costs six, something that costs seven, and something that costs eight, is it still an aggro deck or is it mid-range? Yeah, that's kind of debatable, but those are the general's kind of uh, definitions, I guess, that you can... You can at least use as a framework when you are looking at these decks and trying to learn and understand. So then when either you're building a deck or you are looking at how you want to play maybe in a matchup, if you can recognize, hey, my opponent is not really playing a lot of cards, for example, or all of the cards that my opponent has played so far are removal cards, then you can kind of say, okay, that's a control deck. And then you can think a control deck wants to remove all of my stuff and then win much later in the game. And then you can, you know, then keep taking those steps. Okay, if that's their plan, what can I do to try to end the game early? Or what can I do to play around that removal or force them to use all of that removal and then have a big board afterwards? Uh, so, you know, you'll you'll learn a lot of that the more that you play and get comfortable with those uh, so it definitely changes but that is kind of my my framework for archetypes what do you guys think i mean uh,
2: i mean i think it makes a lot of sense. yeah
0: ahead, i mean i was gonna say
1: the same thing that was very very solid and covered each archetype and how they overlap very well so don she I, has I, a I, magnificent I, brain she knows what she's talking about
2: <laughs> i think there's a lot of nuance there though like, if you think about it, like, if you're playing a, a control warrior that has a combo at the end to beat you, is that a combo or is a, a, a control? It doesn't matter. These words that we're using are just... They're not to classify the deck. They're to help you kind of figure out how those decks are supposed to be played. <coughs> and just because you're an aggro deck doesn't mean you have to play aggro. Like, I think a good example is if you are playing a... If you are playing a shadow... Um, uh, a shadow priest with the undead package, and you are playing against a aggro druid, you won't play that matchup. It, like You can try to play that matchup as a aggro deck, but you will probably lose. In that case, as I think a oh, good way is like you could, you're either the, in the beatdown or um, the defending the or whatever. The, you're doing one of the two. And in that case, whenever I play the aggro druid, um, I switch from aggro mode to I want to keep their board clear, and I have the resources once I, I weather their storm to then... I, I kind of almost turn into a mid-range deck, right? Because even though I'm, I'm playing it as an aggro deck, in that case, I'm not. So each matchup might dictate what that is. These are just words that help you to understand how to play. Yep. And generally what the deck
1: does. Yeah, like the two two three minutes ago when shocks. Uh, shock was still around my favorite Shockspitter games were the games that would go 10 15 turns because it would really like make me think and have to play this deck differently instead of just like going just all in on trying to get as many Shockspitters as possible realizing the kind of matchup I was in and then shifting to how do I make as many resources as possible that I can just meter out throughout this game and just keep a solid keep a solid tempo um so it just it just depends like it's sometimes it's fun and the, admittedly, there would be a couple times where I would purposely play slower to try to challenge myself on finding different ways to to get there,
0: yeah, absolutely and and I think that's one really tricky thing uh with card games in general uh, and looking at that is there's a couple different things there, right? is that um sometimes the way that you play. Uh, a certain matchup might change, right? Like if you are even a pretty low curve deck, but maybe you're facing another low curve deck, you might have to play a little bit more defensively instead of just going for their face, depending on how that matchup is playing out. Uh, A good example is something like the Unholy DK or like Aggro Druids from the past that really rely on keeping minions on the board. Whereas something like the Shadow Priest has the hero power to ping down or maybe damage from death rattles that can go face. Uh, so you can kind of change how you play based on the list that you're playing, even if they're both considered aggro, for example. Um, so that's kind of something that, again, this is you know as you play the decks, as you see that uh, you'll learn It is really kind of tricky in something like Hearthstone and and even a lot of these like digital card games as well, because you can easily change decks or, you know, you're getting matched up against so many different people that you might face into a warlock and then you're going to face into a hunter and then you're going to face into a paladin and then maybe you'll see a warlock again and then maybe it'll be another warlock, but then maybe you're going to see a death knight and it's going to take you a lot longer to learn how those different matchups actually work for the deck you're playing, which is one reason why you might hear the advice to practice that one deck for a lot more games uh, because, you know, how you play your deck against Warlock might be kind of different than how you want to play it against Paladin. Uh, Even though you are playing the same deck, it might change up a little bit. So, that, that's something that in card games, I think people kind of tunnel vision. Sometimes when they're playing a deck, they're like, okay, this is aggro. That means I only hit face. And then all of a sudden they're like, man, I just keep losing against, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, I mean, are you, you know, considering how that deck plays against you? Um, so it's, it is it is kind of like a, a multi-layered, you know, facet of the game and some people pick up on that kind of stuff very quickly very easily and some people are going to struggle or it's going to feel like you're banging your head against a wall for a hundred games even maybe with the same deck and you're like i still don't feel like i understand this or then you go into a matchup and you're like i don't understand why i'm losing i've played so many games with this deck what what's going wrong maybe the meta shifted a little bit. You know, there was a patch and you're still trying to play the same deck, but now you have to learn matchups all over again because you're facing against different decks. So it it's definitely something that is going to take some time. It's going to take some practice. And, you know, a big thing with all of this is give yourself that, like, kind of that grace and that learning and just recognize that you might Learn it faster or slower than other people, and that's perfectly okay because this is a single-player game, and you don't have to, you don't have to learn it as fast as everybody else.
2: And that's a good point too. We were talking about like, hey, if sometimes if you're aggro, you got to be, easy. but is it like a good example, I think, would be the blood, the blood DK matchup. If you give blood DK time, they're they're just going to get sixty health. They have all the tools to survive. So you may be playing a deck that you consider mid range combo or whatever like that. Um you wanna get possibly into them as quickly as possible. So you may be playing a mid-range deck, but you gotta play it like aggro now because if you give them time, they're gonna stabilize. So I have this four three card that Battle Cry does something that does something later. And I usually save that for value. But in that matchup, play that card. Get that out there. Get some damage. Get some pressure right onto them because if not you're gonna you're just going to lose. You're never gonna do or you might do your thing and it won't matter because they'll just outheal you. So it's it's a little more than rock paper scissors. It's it's more like, well, this time, um, they're rock, I'm scissors, but I'm I'm gonna have to play like paper. Some you know you have to be flexible. So just like Dawn you know was saying, just because something is classified as aggro, well, doesn't mean you have to play that. You, you you your be yeah, and you
0: have to adjust to the draws that you're given too, because sometimes even as you know, uh, a fairly low curve deck, you might have a game where you draw your six cost card and your five cost card and your eight cost card. And you're like, wow, I can't do anything. And then, you know, you're facing down something and you're like, turn three, four, and you're like, I'm going to be dead in two turns before I even get to play anything. Even if your deck is filled with like low curve stuff. So, you know, there is that variance as well. That's going to happen. So, that's another key aspect of like playing more games. Um, I am definitely a, like a big advocate for um, kind of those, those big arching uh, ideas and concepts and not to get like too focused on, Oh, well, you know, okay. I like, I'm just re- like, this deck just does really bad versus blood decay. So I'm probably just going to lose this game um, because I, I don't think that that's a very good approach to try to improve. Uh, so if you look at it and say, okay, well, how can I try to play this and see what happens? mate it's likely that I might lose if I'm bad against a certain deck, but you know, maybe they just draw really crappy, you know, and then I can draw some stuff and I might end up winning. Uh, so there, there is that too, where the you know the variance of what you are drawing, in addition to the variance of very you know the differing matchups, they all stack up and add to each other.
2: Yeah, the only the only way I would say to skip the matchups is if, like, you are just so tilted. And, but if that's the case, maybe take a break from the game. Um, if a deck beats a deck 70% of the time, they lose 30%. In baseball, if you hit a ball three times out of ten, you're considered a very good player. If you hit it four times out of ten, you're considered a phenomenal player. So... Just think about think about it like that right? yeah you're probably gonna lose but maybe you won't and and the more you can learn you can play most decks probably 50 50 when you lose when you lose the way you really start improving is how to speak out wins against those unfavorable matchups when you can start winning against unfavorable matchups even sometimes that's where you start gaining those percentages that help you kind of advance
0: yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And that kind of plays into some of the things that our, our live chat tonight is talking about as well. That you know, sometimes even the the top streamers, I mean, top streamers and like top competitors in a tournament, a good win rate for them will be like sixty, maybe sixty five percent. Like if they have a sixty five percent win rate, like they are awesome. That's yep you know that, like it's typically around like 55 to 60% for for most players and that's that's an average there's going to be days where yeah you'll see on twitter john bray or whoever posted and they're like i had an 80% win rate with this deck but they don't post it <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't post about the times where then they only had a 40% win rate uh so you know that's just also keep that in mind like there is going to be games that you lose. There's going to be games that you win. But there are some different things that you can do throughout the games, uh, you know, to to work on that. But I think just a starting point for people who might feel like they're getting stuck or not understanding certain decks, or if you just copy a deck from somebody and then jump in to start playing it. Maybe, as Tito said earlier, like maybe it looks like an uh like a mid range or controlled deck, but. Maybe you can try to play it a little bit more aggressively, or maybe you can try to hold some of those cards to do a more combo style, you know, big swing turns. Uh, Instead, even if it looks like you should be playing something, maybe every turn, holding a couple of cards and then playing three things at once in one turn might actually give you more results consistently with that deck than if you just played, you know, one card each turn.
2: And as my lord chaos in chat suggested, and we have a live chat which is just phenomenal. Or um, I could be a bad player and just blame everything on RNG. But both players have the RNG. That like when when people get upset about like if you're constantly getting the bad RNG and your opponents constantly getting the good RNG, maybe it's not the RNG. Maybe it's the player. I mean, supposedly there's an algorithm, but maybe it's not worth going. Down <laughs> Did you catch
0: that, Daniel? All right.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'll get an angry text yeah, message.
2: That would require
0: Daniel to be listening He to he that. does.
2: Um <laughs> we'll find out now. <laughs> anyway, do you have any final thoughts about archetypes?
0: Um I I will just kind of uh my final thing here is I guess just use it as a guide but don't feel like you need to lock yourself into thinking that a deck is a very specific thing. When again, all those factors that we talked about, the variance of your draws, the variance of the matchups, all of that has an impact. So I, I just, I, I really hate to see people feel like they have to lock themselves into like, this is an aggro deck. I only hit face, or this is a control deck. All I do is hero power and pass. Like, there has to be some kind of give and take and flow in every game. So I just I, I hope that people don't kind of lock themselves into thinking, oh, if this deck is this archetype, that's how it always goes. Yep, that's
2: fair. I mean, some people are just gonna like if you look at Bandit Keith, he's just gonna go. But that's just that's just the way some people roll. How are you not Any final place?
1: Uh If there's a general archetype that you enjoy or that you think you might want to learn. Just play that archetype as much as you can, whether it's like an aggro hunter or like an aggro druid, just learn how different aggro decks play. Cause that'll just, that'll help round out how you think about how to play aggro and same thing with mid range. Like sometimes you'll learn that like say like mid, a mid range druid might have a better like actual mid game than like, Mid range hunter, but then hunter's early game is better than mid range Druid. Each each archetype in every expansion is different, but the more you play the archetypes, the more you'll understand how to play it. No matter which like which class you're playing that archetype in,
2: and not even just archetypes. If if like if you are playing against Blood Death Knight and you can't figure out how to beat it, best way to figure out how to beat it: play it. And when you get beat, you know how to beat it. Because you've experienced it.
0: Yeah. As long as you yep. have the cards to do that, that's definitely a very good recommendation. Or even go try to watch some streamers play mm-hmm. that deck that you're losing against. Or uh, HS Replay, you don't have to have the premium. They do have a free feature. If you go into a certain deck, there's a tab. You can go to VOD and it will find specific you know, streams that have that deck you can even select if they won or lost you can select if they played against a certain deck you can select if they went first or second like so you can really pick and choose hey you know i want to see how other people are playing maybe the matchup that you're losing um, and and see kind of what they're doing potentially differently as well so yeah it's there that's completely free you do not have to have they just premium for that
2: but if you don't have HS premium, if you show up on March nineteenth 10 PM Eastern Standard <laughs> Time, we have our next fight night, just the guy versus Blister Guy. And We'll be giving away two premiums for um, HS replay. So um, there's that. Um, anyway, Dawn, what do you think next month's topic is going to be, or do you not know
0: yet, yet? Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Uh. I know we've talked about. Let's see, what did we talk about? We talked about phases, resources. Yes, perfect. <laughs> you that. Yeah, we talked about the phases of the turn, uh, and then the uh, resources that you have. And now we've talked about archetypes. So if anybody has a specific thing that they would like to hear about next, let me know. Um, I will absolutely come up with something else. But uh, we can we can definitely take like some listener input if anybody has things that uh, that they want to focus on because sometimes it's also a little bit hard to remember what things you really feel like you wanted to focus on when you were learning when like you know, I mean I was learning this game and and really growing and improving like you know seven, eight years ago. <laughs> so it's been quite a while for me so some of this is, already kind of like ingrained in my brain or comes naturally to me so if anybody does have anything absolutely would love to hear that if not i will definitely uh, come up with the next thing before
2: yeah one one of the things i have a little worry about with the show is um we, we are not a new show we are not a topical show we are a self-improvement show kind of and not saying that we won't morph and develop as we go but one of the concerns for me is how do we have a topic every week? Because it's limited, and I, I expressed this to our, our good friend Ridiculous Hat, and he's like, "What do you do all day every day in in Discord?s Talk about Hearthstone. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So we'll figure it out. But um, I don't know about everybody. I'm starting to get a little full, but I think there's a little room for dessert. What do you guys? I think? agree. All right. So, Dragon Rider. Where can we find you on the social media?
0: Yes. So you can find me on Twitter at Donnie D K. That's D-A-W-N-I-E D K. Uh you can find me on Twitch, uh, YouTube, TikTok, all of that at Dragon Rider T C C G. Uh, and I that is also on my YouTube where I do that TCCG roundtable that I mentioned. I would do a weekly show talking about just like a variety of card games and Usually try to dive into various topics, kind of like this, uh, just relating to card games in general, uh, and then also every week on the Doctor Three Standard Hearthstone podcast.
2: I'd just like to give a shout out to um, uh, Ron, Ron Jeremy, who uh, um, Ron Mexico keep saying that Ron Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> Ron, Ron, Mexico, who's in the chat, and. Uh, <laughs> You just joined me
0: up. <laughs> How you doing, Tito? <laughs> oh, he, my God. He, okay. He's dead. He's Here's- <laughs> There's a little backstory as well. We, Him and I literally talked about this. And he said he accidentally called Ron Mexico that on stream when he was giving away a, a coaching. And he told me, I called yes. him that. And I was like, I don't know who that is. So he had to explain oh, it to no. me. And then he still does it.
1: That's amazing. Oh,
2: my God. But, um. Uh, he, he actually was pretty funny. He, um, he, uh, Bandit Keith won the coaching. And, um, since then they've been doing joint streams and having fun. So that's been great. But he also joined the <coughs> the TCCG roundtable. And he's fantastic. So make sure you give him Ron a follow, too. Um, Doc, where can Yeah, you,
1: you can find me? find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt. Tito, how about yourself?
2: You can find me in Shane. <laughs> right now but you can also find me at tito santana hs on twitter and twitch um you can also email the show at bread and butter at gmail.com or find us on twitter at Bread butter hs um dragon rider do you have any shout outs tonight uh
0: you know i i think actually i would like to take this time to do a shout out for uh just all the amazing women in our hearthstone community um march is women's history month Uh, This last weekend, the first weekend of March, uh, we did have the Supergirl Gamer Pro Battlegrounds event. uh, And I shared a whole bunch of like, you know, Hearthstone and women in Hearthstone, like history facts, you know, some back from like 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, So that was amazing. And just getting to see all of that. um, But I mean, really like thinking, thinking about this, like there was only three, four like women who were streaming like kind of in the early days of Hearthstone. Um, And now you can go on there and there's women in like so many different languages streaming uh, who have been encouraged to do content. And it's just, it's been really amazing to see uh, the, you know, the women scene develop over the last couple of years uh, and, and to help be a part of that and, and have all of the support, not only from other women in the community, but other people as well. So Just a huge shout out to everyone uh, who's part of the women community and also supporting all of us women in the scene as well.
2: Absolutely, I love it. (coughs) There's lots of lots of great women out there. stream And it's because, like you said, they're coming more and more. And 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 shout out to VK Lyon, who Mm -hmm. not only did she win the worlds, but she dominated. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even a question who was the best uh, player that year. And it and this is a space where we should all be welcoming. Exclusive to everybody because Hearthstone is a game, and games are meant to be fun. Oh crap! I better file the um, get our lawyers on. The <laughs> um, Doc, how about you? Any uh, yeah.
1: So they're gonna this week they're gonna be non-Hearthstone related since I had ridiculous hat um, at the top of the show. Um, shout out to my old wrestling partner at UTU Zeke. He's uh, making a run for his second attempt at becoming an All-American at nationals. And shout out to my old wrestling coach at UTU, Rulon Gardner, who is at fifty-two years old making a run at his third Olympics. So shout out to them for being for being studs. And Tito, how about yourself? Did I
2: hear something about Did I hear something about dance dance revolution being in the Olympics or something? Or um just dance or something something like that? Some dancing competition. Uh I heard something about that. I meant to follow up on it. I was—I'm uh, not kidding. Like this is something I heard about. I don't know if I was.
1: I haven't heard anything, but
0: I—I <laughs> I think the DDR thing might be a meme. But there was definitely like the quote-unquote like esports Olympic things announced, and uh-huh. a lot of people were like, "Those aren't esports. Like, what? What is this?" So uh, there's been like a whole thing out of that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the DDR thing is like a, a meme on on that, but.
2: Well, I would like to thank everybody that showed up to the chat tonight. I appreciate having an, uh, a live audience. It makes it a lot more fun, especially when you um, goof someone's name up. I want to thank Wicked Good for the raid today while we were uh, doing this uh, and the coaching this week. Um, we have the Queen Concede Listener Series Finale. In 55 minutes, live on the same channel. Um, if you're listening to this in podcast format, it will already have happened, and we'll hopefully have some kind of recap of that. But that's World Eight versus Potato, and we're very excited about that. Dawn and I will be casting that if Hearthstone is working, because it sounds like Hearthstone's broken right now, which would be very, very disappointing. But we're gonna see what we can do. At least technical issues won't be on our end.
0: <laughs> Knock on wood. Don't jinx it.
2: But Don, thank yes, you. Yes, thank the show. Again, you so much having you. Yeah, thank and you, Doc. Glad glad you're back, and um, thank you for working so hard. And so <laughs> hopefully this one. <laughs> yeah, this easier. one should be. Sorry about the cough, guys. I still have the same cough that I had last episode. The doctor said it's a post-viral cough, and it could last anywhere until like May. I'm like, great, that's what I want to hear as a podcaster and streamer. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, that's the end of the show. We're toast, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye.